Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. We got off of that bus, thank God, and we walked in and, hey, welcome. And, you know, there's the counters, the cheesery. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm not getting back on that bus. I got into an Uber and went back to the hotel and ordered the largest cheeseburger that they had to offer and collected myself before the evening's performance. If I'm remembering this correctly, and please forgive me if, if I'm not, but I believe KJ also did the same thing. I think KJ got off and she's like, I ain't getting back on. She was like, right. She would have probably made it. I wasn't going to make it. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And it is a great honor and pleasure of mine to welcome back to the show, not just Roxy, but Chuck, hey guys, how's it going? Hey, we're What's back. What are you guys oh. been doing? Where you Chuck, been? where have you been? <laughs> Seriously. I've been here and there, sidewalk fairs everywhere. Let me tell you, it's been a month. It's been a month. Oh, oh we're almost out of it. Yeah, yes, we're almost we done with the month, Chuck. Thankfully, you know, yep. So Chuck's back. This has been... Yeah. Chuck, the madness. How is March Madness treating you? How's your brackets, Chuck? Oh, God, I threw those away a long time ago. Are you kidding me? Let me guess, after Ohio State? Absolutely. Ohio State, no, what was the one that was the dagger? I think it was Illinois. Illinois lost to Loyola yeah. Chicago. It was the ultimate crumble it up, throw it in the trash can. Stab in the heart. Figured, I just knew this was going to be the year that it's just going to be crazy upsets galore and sure enough um not so much today but uh up until then golly i mean who could have possibly predicted any of that wow now roxy i thought you were going to give me a little shit there because i on the last episode i kind of made fun of her because i she was talking about oral roberts and everything and then almost pulled it out yes they did great game Oh my God, it was a fantastic game. So I good, was good telling them. you, you got to watch out for them. <laughs> no kidding. Jeez. I mean, they're yeah. out they're now, but really, some really good games and, you know, some really bad games. Uh, Gonzaga right? looks like unbeatable right now, though, but it only takes one game. So, yeah, never it really know. Does. I was so. really pulling for Oral Roberts because really, who doesn't like a little Laurel once? Wow. Really, you're going to stoop there, Chuck? Too much. Wow. Too soon. You've been gone for a month, and now you're going to stoop there. So speaking of March Madness and all these games, I know the listeners out there are dying to know what our final four for our bracket name challenge is. So, Roxy, let's bring it down. And we've now narrowed it down. We we had the Elite Eight, so now we have the final four. And, Roxy, take it away. And remember, Littles, this is in no particular order. It wasn't a spoiler. Use the code, people, clever bracket name, and ketchup confessional. So congratulations to our final four. And now let's also update on our leaderboard. Now remember, this isn't the full round, isn't complete yet, so they still have games tonight. But our current up-to-date leader is CB's Caddy. So CB's Caddy is in first place in our The Loyal Littles Bracket Challenge. That could change after tonight's games, but for now, that is our current leader. Congratulations. Now, speaking of congratulations, Roxy, uh, watch out, Littles. Roxy, you're currently tied for seventh place right now with a really good chance to maybe win the whole thing. Hey. (laughs) I mean, you and one other person, I haven't done this too much of a deep dive, whoever is Uncle Benny's table 
and you you're tied for seventh and but you are the only two at the leaderboard right now that has Michigan winning the whole thing. So depending on some of these other I'll have to do a quick deep dive. So it might come down. I mean, my gosh, that could come down to a tiebreaker situation. So we'll see. I mean, obviously, Gonzaga is still the favorite, I think. So lots going to happen after this first game of the final four. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm kicking ass and taking names. (laughs) So now let's move on to some emails. We had some really, really good emails and tweets and whatnot. So Jeff Turner writes in, I have to weigh in. Now, Chuck, you're going to have to catch up on all this. But you mm-hmm. did say now you did say you listened to the podcast. Well, well that's nice of you. Yes. Um, he loyal, says, I ha- loyal listener. <laughs> loyal listener. There you I ha- go. <laughs> I have to weigh in. Peeps are Easter food, not Easter candy. I only eat yellow chick peeps. Bunnies and any other color chicks are not the same. When I was a kid, my mother used to put a hole in the Peeps package so they could get stale and chewier. Sounds gross, maybe, but it is the best. Unfortunately, the woman to whom I am related to by marriage must eat fresh Peeps, so I don't get stale ones unless I buy extra and hide them. P.S. Roxy, I always got Pez at Christmas unless it was an Easter Bunny or Chick Dispenser. Not as fun as Santa or Batman or something else. So, Chuck, where do you fall on all this? Because we didn't get to hear your side of this. Are you a Peeps guy? Are they food, candy? What's your take on this? They're trash, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, no. I, I don't know if we could be friends anymore. I do not like marshmallows at all, in any form, at any time. Oh. So I have tried them many times because, yeah, they're like abundant. They're like rabbits breeding, and they're just everywhere this time of year. But... I cannot handle them. No, it's too much sugar, and I don't like the texture, whether it's dessert, food. I don't even know how that counts as food. <laughs> so you'd but say it's candy. There's no nutrition in there, is there? <laughs> so you'd say Maybe. it's candy, then? I would say it's candy, yes, because it's in that candy aisle, is it not? But it's more of a yeah. sweet than a candy. Uh, I think it's Easter candy. I don't know. I actually, I don't it's even know. It's an Easter yeah, I don't know, treat. They're, yeah, and they've gone... I know they are so popular because they've expanded to like colors and shapes. I think there's even a cereal, peep cereal. I think so. Um, so I know that people like them, but I cannot do marshmallows at any time of year, any form. No, Not even no, s'mores? No, 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 no s'mores. No s'mores. So, okay, now uh, I don't get, know. If get that famous. out of here. Chuck. Wow, Chuck. Sorry. You know, we just recently, I shared with Roxy, we kind of, speaking of s'mores, we kind of scored. They now make, wait, am I doing this right, Roxy? The marshmallows with chocolate inside? That's correct. Yeah. So, Chuck, you can <laughs> buy, you now can buy marshmallows with chocolate bars already inside them so that all you have to do is roast brilliant. it and everything's, everything's good to go. I have to say now, the quality brilliant. of the yeah. chocolate is yeah. not Hershey's quality. <laughs> it's, but... it's not Godiva. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> or Godiva. I mean, I, I would bars to say it's not even Hershey quality, but yeah, no, it is an interesting concept. I think and they it's... can right. you know, workshop some better chocolates, but then it might jack the price up. So yeah. I don't know. Pick was, your poison. Uh, a for effort, though. I thought it was a fantastic idea. Oh, yeah. Well, I, you yeah. know, I should maybe I should rectify this a little bit because there is a point where I remember, I haven't done this in a while, but you know, like when you're a campfire and you put the marshmallow on the stick, right? Mm-hmm. And you put it on the fire. So I burn the hell out of that, catch it on fire. <laughs> and then, so it's basically black yep. and I'll eat the outside, but only the outside. Oh. oh, interesting. So it has kind of that caramely crunch. 
huh. caramelized crunch. Yeah. But yeah. I don't really do that anymore. I mean, when I was a kid, I would do that. But yeah. Right, right. But nowadays, no. And I don't know if you could put peeps on a fire. If yeah. that works that way. I don't know. Ooh, wait. I didn't even but, think of that. I what might if scream. Put, wait, wait, wait. Hello. Maybe I'm bet on to something. What if you put a peep with a graham cracker and chocolate? Like, I wonder what that would taste like. Probably right. really good. Right. Yeah. There you I go. don't know. We might be honest. Try it out. Littles. Try it out, Littles. Let us know. All right. So <laughs> and so thanks, Jeff, for the email. And while we're here, he also sent a tweet. But this is in regards to our story from last time about my buy anything because I asked him to get it back to us because I was curious if he was in a big city or not because he said he joined. We're not telling his wife and at his request. And he says he lives in Weston, Florida, outside of Fort Lauderdale. So, and he said, I think we have buy nothing groups because most of the neighbors have homeowners associations that would frown on leaving stuff on the curb, except when there is bulk trash pickup and then all bets are off. Now, Chuck, have you heard uh, this buy nothing Facebook group? No, I, but I have, okay. I mean, I, I listened to the show, the, big, the little show, <laughs> I almost said big show, the little show. So I heard you talking about that. And yeah. Uh, we do. I mean, I the idea of like doing it on the highway is really cool. I like that idea. You know, you, you can just kind of like pull over, pick it up, pull yeah. over. And yeah, you're reaching so many more people that actually drive by. Than yeah, that's you true. Stick it on your curb. Yeah, uh, but think about it. Thousands of people did that. That would be right. You're just dumping trash <laughs> on the highway. Well, anyway. All right. So yeah, really. now. But I have an update. So I think we might have. I don't know. Maybe we'll do this every episode. I have a buy nothing score of the episode of the week, whatever you want to call it. So. Okay. I just got another one today. I'm so excited. So I got two cans of WD-40 spray, you know, with the straw, oil, whatever, you, for free. I got it. <laughs> what? No one, yeah, they, someone listened. I'm like, hey, you can always use cans of W. Is it WD-40? That's what it is, yes, right? WD-40. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got two cans for free. Hello. Hi. That was my score. <laughs> What? <laughs> yes. Well, Chuck, if you've been oh, paying man. attention, I mean, no, I, wait. I, so you have then you so you have to go pick these up somewhere. Well, actually, some people are kind enough to drop them off. If you wow, depends, depends. Most times, yes, you go pick it up. Now, so if you're uh, in New York, you would go to Brooklyn to get. Oh no, 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 no. No, this is based on uh, neighborhood, kind of. These, yeah, these are all very local. So mine is Hell's Kitchen by nothing. Okay. Okay, so Brooklyn it. would have their own buy nothing group. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not they would the probably whole have like tri-state uh, area. What's a, what's a, where did you used to live, Chuck? What was it called? Bay Ridge. Bay Ridge. So you'd have like a Bay Ridge buy nothing yeah. group. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. And so Chuck, to make it, I'll be very detailed. The guy, I didn't even go to this apartment because I guess he was a little weird about that, which that can happen too. And a lot of people will have doorman. They just leave with the doorman. You just go pick it up. But this guy was like, I'll meet you out in front of Wicked. <laughs> it's like, you know, in that, you know, I was like, okay, I know where that is. So funny. And, yeah, right. And uh, yeah, so we did for the little WD-40. pass off. That's just a, yeah. I mean, that seems like well, a lot of effort for a four, $3 can. Well, Chuck, it's like a couple get... blocks away. Well, someone came to my apartment to pick up a almost completely used roll of gaff tape. I had nice. a little bit left and they were like, I'll take it. So I'm like, great, swing on by. Chuck, wow. this is for like the people, they have a little project, they need a little bit of tape, they ran out, they don't mm-hmm. want to go buy a whole roll for like 25, because gaff tape's expensive. Yeah. Or uh, hoarders that are just like, oh my God, let me just get as much free crap as I can. That could be too. <laughs> wow. so Chuck, I, I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast, Chuck, but I got a whole set of golf clubs and a golf bag that was- Yeah, Chuck is turning into that hoarder. I just got, wait, 
hello, I just got Roxy a painting that's wor- could be worth up to $1,000. With I Littles, my apologies, oh. nine cats. There yeah. are nine cats in the painting. Nine, not seven. Started to Roxy. I don't think you knew that. That does make sense because you have know, oh. nine lives. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what I said. But right, right. You know, right. But then I, 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 Roxy, in your defense, once you said seven, I totally second guessed myself and completely thought you were right. So anyway, no harm done. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We got an uh, email from Jason Bullet, and I, I don't know what this means, but it says, "Dear folks, uh, now I know I'm old. Chuck, you're older than I am, but Roxy, shut it." Are you a folk yet? I don't know. Anyway, I love that term. I think that is the best term. Anytime someone uses it, I'm like, yes, thank you. I love that. All right. So it says, dear folks, I just listened to the episode with Sean Morrissey and I have a historic yet tangible connection to both our alma maters. Back in 1963, the men's soccer team of Castleton State College, now Castleton University, was set to play Earlham College of Indiana for the NAIA championship at Frostburg State. However, the game was canceled due to a snowstorm. It just so happened that it was the weekend that President Kennedy was assassinated, and for many years, I thought that was the real reason the championship game was called off. Either way, both teams were declared co-champions. Thanks again for having me on as a guest at the beginning of the month, and happy spring holidays to littles everywhere. Regards, Jason Bullet. Yeah, I had no idea. Thanks for the email, Jason. And speaking of Sean Morrissey, I mean, talk about the the chatter on the Twitter and all that stuff. Joe Arrow writes in, yesterday's podcast with the great Sean Morrissey is one of my favorites from you guys. I wish I would have told you during my interview about the time in 1987 when I wore my Washington football team's jacket to an Eagles game at the Vet. Sean made me remember it. I mean, Joe Arrow, you're playing with your life there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's like... I think that's worse than going into Yankee Stadium with a Red Sox jersey on, personally. (laughs) Now, I did that once while I had a hat on, and I got nachos thrown at me. I got a lot of stuff thrown at me. And it's because it wasn't a Red Sox-Yankees game, so I'm like, whatever. All right, and then one more quick update before we get to our guest, which is a a great surprise, last-minute addition to the Loyal Littles podcast, which we're really excited about. But uh, I mentioned, now, Chuck, you said, I think you said you'd never heard of this Pooch Perfect. I brought this up, (laughs) so you don't know anything about this, right? No, I'm I'm ignorant. Well, you're the one with the dogs, Chuck, so I thought maybe you would know. Yeah, I don't Um, call them pooches, though, for you for one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I did. I did a deep dive because I had to know because I was like, what is this all about? So anyway, it's a competition series that looks to find America's best dog groomer. So it's basically it's like the great British Bake Off. I guess. Yes, I did see a commercial for that. Yes. I'm with you now. Here's the description. Rebel Wilson. Uh, hosts the dog grooming competition series that showcases 10 of the country's best pet stylists as they compete in a series of themed challenges along with their assistants. There's three celebrity judges vote on the creations along the way, leading up to the finale, which crowns the winner of the cash prize and coveted Pooch Perfect Trophy. I still don't think I'm watching it. (laughs) So it's basically Project Runway for dogs and dog groomers. Yes. So, yeah, the dogs are the models and the groomers are the contestants. I mean, I never watched Project (laughs) Runway, so that might be... I don't don't know if I'm totally accurate on that. I actually liked that show. I never thought I would, but yeah, I was surprised, actually. Anyway, that's a whole other podcast. All right, let's get out of here, you two. We have a fantastic guest for you. I'm going to say over 200 of you have actually 
responded to her directly. That's your only hint. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Wow. episode by chris hardy and this song's called your money or your life and he says it's a police style pop rock tune and i kind of hear that i kind of hear the police in there if you want to get in touch with chris hardy you can find him at bandcamp so it's just chrishardy.bandcamp.com that's c-h-r-i-s-h-a-r-d-y.bandcamp.com and if you want to find him over on twitter it is at chris hardy world And as always, we'll play the full song, Your Money or Your Life, at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles, and we have a special treat for you all the way from Michigan. Please welcome to the show, Stephanie Pendries. Hi, Stephanie. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? We're good. Yeah. Now, Stephanie, right off the bat, this was like a last minute thing because for the littles that recognize your name, please dive right into, we'll get into who you are and where you're from and all that stuff, but dive right into briefly the special announcement you made on, I believe it was the Twitter pages, right? Or was it the Facebook groups? Yeah, so... It wasn't the Hulu, it was the Twitter. (laughs) It was the Twitter. And it obviously all has to do uh, about your survey. So could you dive right into that and tell all the littles what this is about for the littles who might not have any idea what we're talking about? For sure. I am a first-year doctoral student at University of South Carolina. And for my cultural, critical, natural approaches, qualitative class, I'm for my final project, I am doing a survey about TK and... I was sort of inspired because a couple of weeks ago for one of our assignments, we looked at a, someone had published an academic article about the serial podcast and I was reading it. And I was like, I know these people, <laughs> 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 they're just connected to a different podcast. Like I right. know these people, rabid fans and I am I, self, I, I will admit little. So I was, oh, this would be a good thing. And then I reached out on the Twitter page and was hoping for like 25 or 30 responses. <laughs> now, sorry to interrupt you, but some people, some littles put you in direct contact with us as well for the podcast because they thought, oh, this might be a good connection. And I completely agree. And we're thankful for that. And when you first connected to me, you told me the same thing. And I went, uh, I bet you're going to get a few more than that. So why don't we t- tell the littles almost up to date? 
how many surveys have you gotten back already? 250. <laughs> 250. Wow. And I bet there's more coming. Yeah, no, my, yeah, my spreadsheets get in. Like, I'm, this is insane. <laughs> I had a feeling. So anyway, okay. So we will obviously also post the link. So all you littles who have not taken the survey yet, you will be able to. And that's kind of the reason why we're having her on so quickly. So we can get this out so she can do a thorough an- analyzation, we'll call it, of us crazy loyal littles. And <laughs> It's like, I, I was just thinking about this, we're like, this actually gets accepted. I'm like, oh my God, can you imagine an academic journal article about <laughs> I mean, we're excited. I mean, trust me, the Littles Nation, things like this just take off. It's so great. I mean, just like this podcast has taken off because they're so supportive and it's just such a great community. These interviews Roxy and I have been doing, I, I just can't even begin to tell you. I mean, Roxy sometimes still get off the, the interview and then like call me or text me and just be like, well, you tell him, Roxy. Well, yeah, just I can't believe how awesome these people are and welcoming and just really good human beings. I mean, yeah, because let's not forget. I mean, Roxy's just a tiny. I I shouldn't say just a (laughs) tiny, but no, I mean, you know what I mean? She doesn't listen to the podcast. I mean, she watches PTI occasionally, but for the most part, she's not a diehard Tony Kornheiser fan like we are. So for her to get the chance to meet these people and just hear their stories, it's just been a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's cool that there is this one factor in all of these people's lives that brings them all together. Yeah, so absolutely. And it just happens to be Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephanie, let's let's go back now. So why don't so we can get to know you before you get to dissect us. Uh, so introduce yourself to the littles. Tell them a little bit about yourself or and anything you want the littles to know about you. Okay, from Northern Michigan like an hour and a half from the Mackinac Bridge for the Michigan Littles, which is random. There's apparently a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. How he, yeah, he resonates here. I got introduced. Um, one of the Littles asked me for my TK intro, like my, how I got to know TK. I, when I was in middle school, I used to go to the public library and I would clip articles from the Washington Post and Boston Herald and New York Times of all my favorite sports writers because when I was little, I wanted to be a sports writer. So I found out about TK when I was you know, like 12. And then my freshman year of college is when PTI started. <laughs> that was like 2001, I believe it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I uh, went to college, undergrad, uh, history and English, creative writing went to grad school aspirations to be the next Mitch album or Tony Kornheiser. Like I actually wrote that on my application. essay. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to university of South Carolina and did my first year. And my advisor thankfully was, cause this would have been like 2004. I'm not really confident about the status of newspapers, like going forward. Like, mm. We're going to switch you from sports journalism to sports marketing. So instead of doing my internship with the paper in Columbia, South Carolina, I ended up with the Charlotte Bobcats. So I went straight PR. Wow. Yeah. That sounds and then fun. a couple of years PGA and then uh, five years as a, which is so random, a, a sports information director in South Dakota and not far from where uh, Mr. Tony, his favorite cookies and cream ice cream is made on <laughs> 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 the road. <laughs> Full circle, the connection, yeah. the connective tissue, as we say. Now, quick, going back now, because some Mills might not know this, because I didn't before I listened to the Tony Kornheiser podcast. Now, Mitch Album is a sports writer, correct? He was. Now he's was. a com- well, he still is. He's a columnist now, and he's an author. It's it's so right. funny you said that. My significant other, he, he only knows him as a novelist, and well, he's like, yeah. he's like the Tuesdays Maury. I'm like, 
oh, right. No, he... That's exactly how I knew him. That's all I knew. When I think he was on the podcast one day, if I'm remembering correctly, I think Tony had him on one day. And that's when I found out all this stuff about it. I was like, oh my gosh, I only knew him from Tuesdays with Maury's. And uh, there's a couple other books that are pretty popular too, but I had no idea. So I thought maybe that might be interesting to some of the littles. Yeah. I mean, he's been a columnist for the Detroit Free Press for like 40 years. I mean, he wrote this really sort of contentious article about why Maggie should be MVP. And then randomly he got MVP. <laughs> like he, he still dips his hand back in sports. He's kind of, I think he's like Frank DeFord status right now. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Like the um, the free press, just whenever he, they need somebody to write something that's going to get a lot of responses. And... Sure. Okay. So now you're originally from Michigan and where did you go to school again? Sorry. For undergrad, I went to Albion College, which is like an hour and a half, I think, south of Detroit. Very small, tiny, very similar to Harper College, liberal arts school, English, history, creative writing. Went there for soccer. I tore my oh. ACL. So then I ended up going, oh. um, I ran track. And play awesome. lacrosse, but um, wow! So you were totally all into sports. It's I'm literally like my cohort for my PhD right now. They're like my advisor, who's like, "You're the sports one." Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you're the sports one. Well, speaking of sports, so now growing up in Michigan and being up there pretty much your whole life, are, what do you have a favorite sport, favorite team? Detroit Tigers. Ah, I actually okay. have a uh, tiger tattoo paw. What nice. <laughs> Yeah. My first game was, oh gosh, this, this is a good story. I was five and my grandpa, my mom's dad took me into my first Tigers game. I think it was July 6th, 1987, because I was five. And the Tigers were playing the Orioles and Tigers lost. And I'm literally doing my pause because I love him so much. Cal Ripken hit a home run. <laughs> And I have been in love with him ever since. <laughs> oh, our Oriole fans will love to hear that. And then very randomly, I think three years ago, I had opportunity to meet him. And like, it was like a meet and greet. And I was told as I was going through the line, like, okay, you can't talk to him. Just smile, take a picture. And <laughs> he puts my arm around me picture. And I'm like, you hit a home run the first baseball game I ever went to. And he's like, what game was that? July 6th, like, Eric King, what? Like, he Eric, knew? At least he pretended that he knew. He's like, oh, yeah, oh. Eric, White Sox. Yeah, July 87? Yeah. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. That's so and funny. Like, I love you so much. My mom used to tell me when I was a kid, because, like, I've, it's, like, I'm a huge, I'm a diehard Tigers fan, but Cal Ripken could not do any wrong. So she was, what's his blood type? What's his? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's funny that you said it because I, you know, it's weird that I didn't, this is going to sound crazy, especially to the people that know us pretty well, because we're both Red Sox fans. And I've met Pedro, I've met Big Poppy. I mean, obviously was thrilled to do so. But the one that put me in awe was when I got to meet Yogi Berra. And being a Yankee, and I even had my Red Sox hat on, actually, the Gator was uh, with him, because they were signing their book together. And he looked up and he just shook his head and he was like, oh, geez. <laughs> I, immediately I was like, no, 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 it's okay. I, I respect. I was at Jeter's 3000th hit game and he was like, oh, all right, you're okay in my book. But then I moved and Yogi was right next to him. And just for some reason, I was just, I was speechless. I didn't know what to say. Like, because I mean, I was just in awe of, you know, it's Yogi freaking Berra. You know what I mean? It's just like. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. Like, you know, I was told you cannot talk to him. Like, <laughs> 
I mean, that's just that that stuff just cracks me up. Those signings too sometimes, and you want to be respectful and all that stuff. But then you know, people right in front of you, they're like taking selfies. I'm like, well, what the hell, man? I want to take a selfie because obviously they don't like throw people. Well, it depends, obviously, what the the line they're deciding to cross mm-hmm. is. You know, if it's just a selfie, I think it's fine. But so another question, it's fairly new actually that we've been asking, but it does have to do with growing up, and we think it kind of relates to the show. Did you go to camp growing up, and if so, where? I was a Girl Scout. Oh, okay. Horse camp. Okay. Uh, we weren't training the horses. We washed them. You you rode them. You. I think we only went as far as canter. But. And that was at Girl Scout camp. Oh yeah, like okay. I have fifth grade. Fifth grade. Like I had to go so, find. One. If I may, real quick, because when I think of horse camp, I think of 4-H. Now, what is the difference? Do you know the difference between 4-H and Girl Scouts? Uh, for hearth, for health, for happiness, for. Oh, oh. What's the other one? Uh, I don't I don't know, but this is definitely information for life for me. I don't know about other littles, but oh. well, I just always remember going to the county fair and there was always the 4-H building and I just never quite knew. And I, I we'd walk through it, I guess. I don't I was a kid, but I just I don't know why that just popped in my head when you said you were a Girl Scout. So so um all right, Stephanie, now obviously you're gonna stick around, right? Oh yeah, I'm not going okay. anywhere. All right, so let's take a quick break and we're gonna come back because we're gonna deep dive into your survey within reason, whatever you can share with us and tell us all about it and stuff. So, all right, Littles, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Oh, come on, Chuck. You can't play music like that and then expect me to do a commercial. Oh, now settle down, Roxy. Settle down. We've got some sponsors to thank. Yeah, first up, we've got Rich Ottinger. We actually have his book here with us, signed copy for the lucky winner. The book is called Do You Serve Food Here? On Serving Stupidity and Life. And you can find his book at richottinger.com. Let me spell that for you. That's R-I-C-H-O-E-T-T-I-N-G-E-R.com. And let's not forget Steve Oswald, the great and flavorful from Emerald City Catering. And he's giving one of the lucky winners some of his very own barbecue sauces. He's got his original barbecue sauce, a.k.a. the everything sauce. Bold Barbecue, Buffalo, Buffalo Wild, Chipotle Buffalo, Jamaican Jerk, Teriyaki, and Brat Sauce. His version of the Secret Stadium Sauce. And he says he'll ship a three-pack anywhere in the U.S. for $35, tax included, and they add a fourth bottle for littles at no charge. Hashtag give a little extra. I see what you did there, Steve. And he says the easiest way to order is to message him or send an email to info at emeraldcitycatering.com. That's info at emeraldcitycatering.com, and Steve will take good care of you. And we can't thank our sponsors enough for sponsoring the Loyal Littles Bracket Challenge. What's next, Roxy? Back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are so lucky to have Stephanie, our survey queen, is kind of what we're calling you because, I mean, this has just been amazing. And the response you've been getting and just everything about it. So let's go full-fledged, deep-dive Tell us all about your survey and how it became and why you're doing it and all of that stuff. Sure. So I had a great idea that I wanted to study TK Littles because I'm also a little and I thought I would get maybe a couple dozen uh, people that that would respond to my survey and then I put it on Twitter and then TK Little Nation has completely (laughs) taken over. And boom goes the dynamite, as they say. (laughs) 
So now I'm at 259 responses, which is good. It's just a lot of data and it's, but it's amazing. And I cannot, I am so overwhelmed by how awesome everybody, like people across the country who listen to this one podcast are, have been so welcoming and gracious. And I've gotten so many really amazing emails, like a couple of people that are also doctoral students or professors and like oh we should do academic research together <laughs> like <laughs> connective, like literally connective tissue yeah well stephanie you know as the saying goes we say that's littles helping littles yeah. and littles will do pretty much anything for other littles in need so that's why we're doing this podcast that's why we love talking to the littles so now i know you can't go exactly too much into it because obviously you don't want to just do the survey here but first why don't you tell everyone is there a way that they can if they still want to take the survey because it's not too late how can they do that yeah my twitter is at stuff pendries and it's pinned right now so if you haven't taken it just go to your Twitter page. And Littles, after you, if you're hearing this, obviously, we're also going to put it in our show notes. We'll we'll have a way for you to get to it, too. But the easiest way is to go to her Twitter account, and you can take the survey there. It's not too late. Now, what did you say it's being called? So it is a cultural analysis of Littles and the Angry Orange Man. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. So my idea is I'm going to look at understanding Tony Kornheiser podcast show fans so through the consumption motives and behaviors academic theory so why all of us are avid listeners to this random person who's sitting at uncle benny's table and <laughs> we, we buy his merchandise and we, we get omaha steaks <laughs> and the undies <laughs> well because we use the code i mean come on yeah. that's that's done that one's done no i'm just kidding okay so and where did you come up with this idea it's so fascinating I just thought of it. I was because we had to do for this class, my Dr. Leah Moskowitz, she's uh, brilliant. And she wrote a book about Jason Collins and John Amici with a different professor about the struggles of coming out as an active, you know, as an athlete. Maybe a month ago, she had an article about the serial podcast, which I don't listen to, but I know of it and how the fans are crazy. <laughs> and the person who wrote it, admitted that they were a fan they're like mm -hmm. okay i'm a professor i'm totally into the show and then i read it and i was like okay like i think i know what i'm gonna do for my final project and <laughs> it's completely blown up it's yeah. good like it's good yeah like i, like, I didn't i, sh I, I should have known yeah you should have known i mean it's the littles <laughs> come on i mean but no okay so we're also excited because Stephanie has graciously chosen us to to help her with this project, and we're going to be a part of her focus groups. Now, can you go a little bit into that? What is that actually going to pertain to? I need 30, well, instead of five good minutes, like times it by six. So, <laughs> so six, five good minutes. <laughs> yeah. With littles that want to talk about their connection to Anthony Kornheiser and why they either followed him from when he was on normal radio to the podcast. And if he's helped you in any way, like information for life, for some reason is hearing him and Michael talk across from six feet from each other on Uncle Benny's table. Is that helping you? <laughs> right. Okay. So Littles, what we're going to do is now this is the key so go to her twitter page or follow our link and take the survey 
Then, if you would like to be a part of said focus group, now that's different from the survey. I mean, you should take the survey first. And then if you also want to be a part of the survey groups, you should email her. And where can they do that? Connect me on Twitter at Steph Pendries, or my email is Pendries, P-E-N-D-R-Y-S, at email.sc.edu. And we're going to find a way to pick the lucky group I don't even know how we're going to do it yet. It'll probably be completely random generated. And we're going to pick these groups and we're going to do these focus groups and we're going to record them and we're going to put them on the podcast. So I think it's going to be great entertainment. We've actually, Roxy and I, we came up, we were going to try to do the a new segment and call it Trivia Tuesday, mm-hmm. where we were going to do, remember the old days when they on the podcast, they would do some trivia with the bigs? And we thought that would be a lot of fun. But Stephanie, I think this is going to be better. This is going to be better. Is that how they say it? Better. Better. <laughs> this is going to be better. Okay. This and nice over, over the, uh, the sink good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we will sift through those. And hopefully, we're hoping we'll get at least 30. And then we're going to do, we'll split them up. We're going to do focus groups. And we're going to do them as part of like a segment on the podcast. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be interesting for sure. Oh, for sure. (laughs) And I hope we can make that work technically. We'll learn as we go. (laughs) So yeah, Littles, we'll learn. I'm a first year PhD. So yes, we are entirely learning. I know. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So Littles, like we said, email us in. We will figure it out. We're going to probably just random generate a request depending on how many we get. I mean, if we only get 30, you're all going to be doing it. But I have a feeling based on the survey response You're going to get a lot more than that, and we'll figure out a way to randomly pick the groups. And uh, Or you you have to name every dog that TK's had. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That'll be the tiebreaker question. Yeah, that's the tiebreaker. We have a Chessie. Ooh, Roxy. I got one. Roxy, look at you. Wow. I got one. You know, she threw a, in our last episode, she threw a, come on, man, what are we even doing out here, man? And I was just like, whoa, where did that come from? I'm learning. So anyway, so Stephanie, I mean, we can't thank you for coming on enough, but also can't let you get out of here without asking some of our fun, dumb questions, if that's okay. Of course. I have a question. Would you rather win an Olympic medal, an Academy Award, or the Nobel Peace Prize? Ooh. That, I know, means tricky. that means it's a good question. We love that sound. <laughs> I would say a Nobel because my favorite author is Kurt Vonnegut and he, I don't think he ever got one. He should have. Um, oh, wow. Okay. I have to veer off here for a second. Have, have you ever seen the movie Back to School with Ronnie Dangerfield? <laughs> of course I have. Oh, well, I, oh. <laughs> I mean, how is that? I mean, when Kurt, talking to you? <laughs> well, no, I don't know. <laughs> That's why we're meeting you. Oh, no. Okay. I met Kurt Vonnegut. Do you want to hear this story real quick? Uh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Way to bury the lead. Okay, go ahead. So Elbian is probably much like where you went to school. Like they they bring in, like we had James Earl Jones. We have all these commencement speaker things. Sure, sure. And Kurt Vonnegut came to commencement and I am losing my mind. So he spoke in the chapel at Elbian College and we were in the front row and I am dying. Because he's like, well, I'm guessing ever... this is like the Beatles or like Elvis to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, no, it's my entire yeah life. So he's like, he gives his talk and, and I'm dying. Like, I'm just like, 
literally the most important person in the world is eight feet in front of us. So talk is over. And then it happened to be because it was April and they, they had the art show for art majors. So right across the trees. So we're wandering around and we come up to this painting of two apples and two oranges. And I don't I don't get it. And we're making fun of it. Like, OK. And we hear a laugh and then turn around and Kurt Barnegat is standing behind us. <laughs> wow! Because of course he's gonna go to the art show because of he's course. Albion. Like of course he's gonna go wander around and he's like, yeah. What do you think the or- apples and oranges were gonna do? I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Just starstruck. <laughs> yeah. Like oh my god. <laughs> but you got to meet him officially, so that's you know that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. I have pictures. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. That's so cool. That's great. That's he great. Signed my book. Oh wow, that's great. That he signed. Like, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying, though, because I felt the same way when I first met TK. That was exactly how I reacted. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, actually, I sort of did. I'm not going to lie. All right. So now I have a couple more quick questions. But uh, this one now, no no pressure. But the last time we asked this question on our most recent episode, it was it turned out to be a big deal. So here we go. What's a special hidden talent you have that no one else knows about? Ooh, um, probably that I'm a really good writer. Oh, okay. Cool. I've spent most of my life pretending that I'm not. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. Okay. So you do the little reverse psychology thing on people. Like, <laughs> I get it. So you're the one that goes out and warms up on the basketball court and misses every foul shot on purpose. Yeah. And then, you know, you get in the game and they start fouling and you're like, oh, I can do this. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Also, I'm also a very good soccer player. I was a, I, I haven't touched a ball in a long time, but. Oh, that's great. Well, we can't thank you enough for coming on. And, you know, like I said, doing this collaboration with us, we're going to have some fun with it. Hopefully, hopefully we can get this going. We haven't completely sussed it out. You know, Little's out there. Be patient with us because we've never had more than two or three on a Skype call. Now, I know there's tons of Zoom things out there that you can have like multiple people on. Uh, as we've said in the past, the recording doesn't work out so well for us, but we'll we'll try to figure it out. Now, before we let you go, though, why don't you plug everything one more time? So tell everyone how they can find you, how they can find the survey, all that stuff. I am Stephanie Pendries. My Twitter handle is Steph Pendries, P-E-N-D-R-Y-S. LinkedIn, Facebook. Yeah, same name. Okay, great. All right. So that's how you can reach out. And Littles, if you want to be a part of the focus groups, now that's different from the survey. I mean, you should take the survey first. And then if you also want to be a part of the groups, uh, you should email her. And where can they do that? Pendries, P-E-N-D-R-Y-S at email.sc.edu. Okay. And we'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. So if you're out running right now and hearing this and you can't have a chance to write that down. All right, Stephanie, we can't thank you enough again. Now, of course, you know, we're going to give you the full Loyal Littles podcast dosage here. So uh, as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Roxy? Over or under? Over, over. Oh, all right. So we got another over. All right. Well, thank you, Stephanie, again. Obviously, we're going to be in touch. It sounds like a lot, but we're excited for you. And I mean, how cool is this whole thing you're doing? And so it's going to be very interesting to see the results, though, for sure. And I think the littles are going to be really interested in all of this. Yeah, I'm just my initial findings. I was explaining I was trying to explain to somebody a couple of days ago the connective tissue. And it's really special. And it's like you said, like littles helping littles. Like if you, if you put out a beacon, they're immediately there. So Oh, yeah. absolutely. All right, Stephanie. Well, we'll be in touch. Okay. All right, all you loyal littles. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. 
Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And I don't even know what to say about this whole survey thing. I mean, this Stephanie or Steph is as she likes to be called is basically dissecting us littles. Now, Roxy and Chuck, I mean, hello, you could eventually maybe take this survey. But I do think when we came up with the concept tiny, Roxy, I think that would be an interesting part of the survey. Like if she actually came up with other questions for tinies. Yeah. The people that put up with the littles. So we're going to wrap up the show with some, actually we did some research and during the interview, Chuck, you did some work. Uh, what did you find? You're a, you're a new member of the buy nothing group. Is that true? Well, I, I'm pending approval. Oh, <laughs> so, they got, so they got to weed me out. I think I, I must have sent in like my responses to their questions. They're probably looking me up on other mediums, find out if I'm a jerk or a decent guy, <laughs> and then they'll let me in and then you're based on that. So yeah, I'm probably screwed. So okay, so but you're telling me there is a buy nothing group in Springfield, Mo. Yes, there is. There is one. I've uh, I don't know much about it. There's about fifteen thousand people that have joined. I feel like wow. it's probably kind of a fairly. I don't know. It sounds new to me because I hadn't heard of it until you guys brought it up. So that seems like a lot of people for this area. So I'm curious to get on here and see what's what's what what I can get my hands on. You know, I never <laughs> or what I can give away. Sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> now I never even thought to check how many members there are in my group. I, I'll have to check that out. That'll be interesting to find out. Now, this brings up another good. So do you think, Chuck, this is going to do away with the now? Well, first of all, do you all call it a yard sale, tag sale, garage? Sale? What do you call it? Tag sale. Tag sale. Really? Yep. Chuck, Put a tag on it and you sell it. Tag sale. <laughs> well, Chuck, first of all, we don't use tags. We use not scotch tape, the other tape. Um, masking tape. Masking tape. Yeah. We just write on masking oh, tape. Oh, right. <laughs> Because it's cheaper. Well, like... and then actually, you know, we've I've had a few yard sales. We call them I call them yard sales. Oh, okay. Garage sales. I, I mean, garage sales probably the most common around here, but nobody really actually uses the garage. It usually well, goes in your driveway or by the curb, right. so people can just walk right up and not get actually trample your property or something. Well, right. That's what I was going to say. Like the way I grew up, it was either I guess. The way it was termed was if you just opened your garage door and put tags on everything or masking mm -hmm, tape, mm -hmm. whatever you want to do. And that was why it was called the garage sale. But then, Chuck, you were saying off air, like you brought up a good point. Well, then people start asking you how much is that, which isn't for sale and stuff like that. Like, right. The other good thing about having the garage versus the yard is that at the end of the day, you just close your garage and you're ready well, for right. business and the next day. At the yeah. end of a yard sale, you have to pack everything up, bring it in, you know, oh, so it doesn't yeah. get stolen or True. blow away or something or get rained on and then, you know, haul it back out in the morning. So, I mean, oh, usually, wow. usually they're like three days, like a Thursday, oh. Friday, Saturday kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Every time I've done one, it's been like one and done one day. Yeah. That's it depends it. on well, how much hopefully. stuff you have. <laughs> That's well, the, that's, that's true, too. Goal. You don't sell everything, right? I mean, I used to have, let me tell you a little story about young Chuck when Ooh. he used to deliver papers, newspapers. Whoa. But I used to have people on my paper route that would pay me extra to have their paper delivered first because they would scope the paper out to find out where the yard sales because they, so they could be the first people there no to way. get all the good stuff. Yes, okay, absolutely. wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Now, Chuck, because I know you're not going to know this, but this relates to the big show because Mr. Kornheiser did the same thing because he would want to go through the sports section so he could prepare for the podcast. So he would say, because there was a couple mornings where his paper came late, 
and he's ranting about it. It's fantastic. He's like, why is the paper not here? And what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> you know, he's like, I tip well. So you're telling me people would tip you to get the paper first so they could scope out where the garage sale is. Yes. Like I it's, believe that's it. Basically, I don't know. Now, this is pre-eBay, obviously, and all that. So I don't know if they were scoping out specifically for stuff they were looking for or if they wanted to scope out like treasures and then resell it and mark it up. I have no idea what their scheme was, but they it was more than one person, believe me. And yeah, they would be ready and waiting for that paper at like six in the morning or something ridiculous. And that's what specifically what they wanted for. What I don't even know if they use the rest of the paper, but they were all about the yard sales. <laughs> so so you're telling me little Chuck used to have to get up at like five in the morning and fold the papers and all that stuff. Papes, is that what they call them? Is that, is that the lingo? Is that the lingo? <laughs> newsies, and, man. Yeah, Tapes. right, Chuck. I've done newsies. I know what I'm talking about. Chuck, and, uh, little yeah. Chuck actually had to do it twice because we had a morning paper and an afternoon paper. So, yes, oh. I had to get up in the morning, what? fold the papers, put them on my bike. I had a sweet setup with the paper bag and all this i had like one over my handlebars and then two on either side of my body and i could ride my bike and then just fling them around and then go to school even in the summer you know go out play swim whatever and then come back in the afternoon and do it all over again for the evening are you route. serious now wait did you ever hit anybody with the oh, paper God. Um, I don't remember actually hitting anybody, but there may, there might've been some animals involved that got sure. uh, of course. And of course, many of, uh, many on the roof or under the deck or in the bushes, mm -hmm. that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Chuck, where Which, was this? Like, where, where do you grow up? Where right was here, the great old metropolis of Springfield, Missouri. Wait, so you're telling me in Springfield, Missouri, you had two papers in one day? Yeah. I mean, I'm a lot myself, of news. Obviously. I don't even think they have newspaper carriers anymore. It's all electronic yeah, but or... that's amazing to me that they would print two papers in springfield missouri yes they did that and then it, at some point during my tenure with the springfield misleader it's actually the springfield newsletter but we always called it the springfield misleader um <laughs> we would <laughs> not great it, they switched over to just the morning paper man that builds character i'll tell you what i deliver papers seven days a week i mean the paper like, you get a paper every day there's no day you do not get a newspaper right so, you know, it's worse than delivering the mail. It was yeah. in the rain, snow, whatever year I was out there delivering papers. All right. Well, Chuck, you're not the only one who did some homework during the break, even though I was busy interviewing somebody. I happened to find a package of peeps. Oh. And Chuck, information yes. for life. There yes. is one gram of protein in every serving of peeps. Of course there is. So now, does this it's like least... a meal. <laughs> no, no, I mean, that's this type of peep. Now this, I, I don't know, this is the, the name brand peeps. So this is, don't quote me a little, on other brands. Maybe they do it differently. But yeah, in every serving, there is one gram of protein. Now there's wow. 24 grams of sugar. How many whatnot. peeps are in a Of course. And this one, it's not, it's four chicks is how they say it. Four chicks um, is one serving. Correct. Okay. And Chuck, there's also one, mm, oh, it's MG. Is that milligram? Yep. One milligram of potassium. Mm, okay. Potassium's good. So, so you need 40 of those and you got 10 <laughs> grams of protein. That's you're doing all right. <laughs> well, did you know there's a new flavor of Peeps well, this year? Now, I like okay, I say, every other day. I say flavor, but I don't really know. I haven't tried it yet, but apparently there are root beer, uh, root beer oh, 
what am I trying to say? Root beer peeps. Yeah, oh yeah, Root Roxy. There's peeps. everything now. Uh, I, I yeah. saw today. I saw earlier today. There was birthday cake. There was watermelon. There's. I mean, there's every flavor you can imagine now. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's like jelly beans almost. Yeah, it's gotten out of control in my opinion. But that's. I mean, just give um, me a standard peep. I like them in yellow. I like them in pink. Blue is okay too, but. Yeah, I eat Does the little eyes first. Is- no, they usually don't have a flavor. Okay. It's so just it's the lemon. color, the food coloring yeah. they put on the sugar. But yeah, I eat the little eyes first, and then the nose and the oh. tail. <laughs> oh, you got and that. Then that the head. Oh, <laughs> I think I did hear that once that there was a question about how do you eat your peep? Is it head first or butt first? Well, you got to take the eyes off first. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That's just the humane thing to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, all right, you two. I, I did want to close the show today just real quick. I, I had some inspiration happen to me today. Ooh. And I just I, I just wanted to share because I feel like now, Chuck, this is going to mean nothing to you because you've been like working forever through this whole thing. Mm. And uh, now, and you said the Springfield Symphony has been playing shows, right? Concerts? Yes, by the grace of whatever we uh, we've been playing since September of last year, and, and but, we're coming up. Well, I mean, we do one a month, so we're not New York Phil or anything. But yeah, we've we've had one a month, and so we have one next week, and that will be our eighth, no, ninth, ninth concert since then. Wow! And That's are awesome. these all virtual, or are they? No, we're no. we're in person. We have a. 2000 seat hall and we get about 300 people in there you know right, but we do we've distance, added shows yeah. and and we have about 30 people on stage distanced and i mean i'm the i'm kind of the operations guy so i've done research galore all last summer and into the fall i mean it's just ongoing with with just studies and cases and just seeing what's working and what's not for for people right. playing and we've been able to sustain. Now, obviously, we've taken a major hit in ticket sales because well, because you're, you're only selling two thousand, right. exactly. So, as an organization, you know, we're I would say we're not in the black, but on the artistic side, at least our musicians have had that outlet to be able to right. perform. Right. Right. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I just wanted to share with y'all because I mean, I went into my theater today, even though we're not running, because my you know I have an office there and stuff like that, and. I actually heard a show rehearsing downstairs. Wow. Awesome. And it was like the most amazing. I mean, I won't even comment if it was good or bad. It didn't matter. Right. It's, uh, I mean, I'll even give it a free plug because it looks like it's going to be the first show to come back in New York City. And it's The Office, the parody for The Office, the musical. Wow. Now, part of that is I will kind of, I don't know, I'm not going to call it a dig, but it is a non-union production. And that's why it's coming back first because. Right. Yeah, we won't get into that. That's a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> but it is downstairs from where my show plays, which is a union show. So that's why we're still there. Our producer still it's the same producer, though. The producer of my show produces that show as well. And uh, she's working her butt off to get these going. And our show, too. You know, she's trying. And there's talk that it might happen next month. So we're fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And absolutely. Um, but it's the union that she's kind of going back and forth with. You know, understandably, they're taking care of their members and safety mm-hmm. protocols and all that stuff. And yeah. Um, but yeah, I went in today just to hang out. And oh my gosh, to hear them rehearsing downstairs because they're going to open, I think, the first week of April, I believe. And, That's uh, amazing. So that, yeah, it's going to be a little, it's going to be kind of exciting for them. So, so um, the city is allowing people in the theaters now? They yeah. will. Virtually? Or yeah. What? I think April 3rd. 
it goes up to 33%. Now, of course, depending on with a max capacity, I think it's like uh, up to like 100 or two. Don't quote me on these numbers, but it's something like that. Mm-hmm. So obviously it'll be very, well, kind of like you. You have a 2,000 seat, so you only can have 300. Yeah. They'll probably have, right. I don't even know what their seat capacity is. And uh, it's much smaller than that, though, because it's an off-Broadway theater. So um, they'll, uh, they'll put them in what they can. They just Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. And, and even after that long, I mean, even when we started in September, I mean, I was moved to tears when we first started playing. I just didn't, had no idea how long it was going to be or, mm-hmm. you know, and you just emotionally, it's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is actually happening. And Absolutely. I'm sure all of the actors and musicians and artists in, in that area will have the same experience when they finally get to set foot get, on stage again. Get, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, you don't take that for granted ever again. Not you really anymore. won't. No. No. You never will. Not anymore. No. So. Well, Chuck, thanks for uh, taking the time. I mean, it's been a day. So, it's uh, been a day. Yes, multiple indeed. days. So Man, it's good to have well, you back, brother. Yeah. Good to be back in the seat. All right, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod, Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast, and also on our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. Chuck, did you catch that? Oh, there's some new ones in there? We're on the Instagram. Insta. Have you followed us yet, Chuck? Sure, I have, right? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Littles. Remember iTunes, Apple, go give us a rate, review a couple more, did that. Keep it going, keep it going. The more we get, the better. Thank you all for doing that. We really appreciate it. All right, you two, say goodbye. Goodbye. Till next time, America. Until next time, as always, if you're out shopping online tonight, use the code for crying out loud. Enjoy the games, littles. See ya. Golly. I mean, who could have possibly predicted any of that? Wow.
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.